Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi Olivia and hello to all the listeners and hello in particular to Hannah with many extra N's and many extra A's and many extra H's who left us an amazing review on Apple Podcasts. It says, perfect podcast, just discovered this podcast and I am so happy. Really good content, especially on intersectionality. I love the sleepover episodes as Ioni and Olivia are fab. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think the Obsessions episodes are so interesting. Love the idea of hearing from a creative person about something they love but isn't their career. It's such a good insight. Excited to listen to more. So thank you so much. And please go and leave us a review. We would love it. Definitely makes our week better. Thank you so much. That's so nice. So cute. So welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni and I'm the founder and editor of Polyester Online and Imprint. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes with a sleepover club one week and Obsessions the next. This week is the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week is the sleepover club where Ioni and I have all those gorge conversations you'd usually have with your girlmates at a sleepover. So this week it's Obsessions. And I can say for my own self that my obsession this week is the huge piece of work that we've been working on and keeping a secret, which is the... The Skin You're In. It's our brand new podcast series, which, yeah, it's super, super exciting. We've been working so hard. Literally nonstop. So many (laughs) amazing people. It starts this Thursday on the 24th. It's about modern identity and who we are and what different conversations around identity mean and how we as feminists can fight for all of them in different ways. And it's really exciting. All the guests are amazing. We can't say who yet, but you'll just have to listen on Thursday. It's going to drop in our main podcast feed. So while you're listening to this, so... Don't worry, you won't miss it. If you're not already subscribed and you're listening to this, so subscribe. Subscribe. And for this week's obsession, we are talking to Charlie Howard. Model, writer, and skincare extraordinaire, and we all love skincare. In fact, I think skincare is one of my obsessions that I've never really spoke about, but it's something I've definitely got into in lockdown because it's like a pure nighttime routine. Yeah, it's so therapeutic in a weird way, isn't it? And I just love being so oily and like pure damp on my face, <laughs> it's a bit clammy. Hey, I also did something for the first time recently, which was what? use a moisturizer that was the same scent as my perfume. Oh wow! Yeah, real nice. 
oh my god that's amazing yeah wow you're just living on a different planet like <laughs> you're years ahead of us there olivia but yeah today we're talking to charlie who is an amazing woman and she's going to be talking about her obsession with pinups 1950s pinups and like pinup imagery which is such an interesting obsession but we also make reference to the emily ratajkowski the cut piece if you haven't read it it's cool buying myself back if you haven't read it everyone's been talking about it this week so I'm sure you've come across it but it's a really 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 interesting piece kind of a heartbreaking piece really about consent and about yeah being in the public eye or having your image consumed which everyone kind of does to some degree or another especially with Instagram and what happens when kind of men or an industry or people abuse that power so just as a little trigger warning, we are going to be referencing sexual assault and the piece. And is there anything else? No, I think that covers it. I think that, um, yeah, it's a bit different than our normal obsessions because it goes more in depth about what it means to have your image taken or to put your image out into the world. Yeah, and like how when you do that from an autonomous position, it can be an empowering act, but it's also very easy to be taken advantage of in that situation and kind of the differences and nuances of being proud of your own image but then having that exploited by the patriarchy and charlie's just got such an amazing perspective so let's hear from her here it is let's have a listen hey charlie hi charlie (laughs) hello thank you so so much for joining us so for anyone who might not be familiar with your wonderful self, would you mind giving us a little bit of an introduction to you and your work and everything else, basically? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Charlie Howard and I'm a model writer and I've also founded Squish Beauty, which is a Korean inspired skincare range. We're very big into diversity and showcasing real bodies, real skin. And putting the fun back into skincare. So, you know, a lot of like acne products are quite clinical looking and I just really want it to be fun and and exciting. I love Squish. I love all of the like shapes and the packaging and just everything you're doing with it is so great. Yeah, it's so, so good to look at. I just love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys. That means a lot. Thank you. Of course. And today we're going to be talking to you about an obsession of yours, which is pinups, right? Yes. 1950s pinups specifically 1950s cool so just let's start from the beginning when was the first time you kind of encountered pinups and this imagery and what is it that makes you love it so much hmm so I've been into pinups for a really long time I first watched a um a film called The Notorious Betty Page. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's all about um, Betty Page, who was one of the first ever pinup models. And I kind of have like a bit of a love-hate relationship with Playboy because I do think it did a ton for women in some ways, but I also think it can be quite um, exploitive, especially in the early days. But I, what I love about pinups is just the fact that they have body shapes similar to mine. So I guess I really started to like learn about them more about a couple of years ago and since then I I just my my save folder on my phone is full of just screenshots of just like vintage pinups I collect vintage playboys I've got books on pinups you know so I I take my obsession a bit seriously and what is it that kind of like 
that you find so inspiring about them? I guess like for me, I have a body shape that's very much in the middle. Like I'm not plus size. I'm never going to be plus size, but I'm also never going to be super skinny again. And I had eating disorders for like many, many years. And certainly in the imagery that we see nowadays, it's all photoshopped and like, you know, stretch marks. So you like are all completely photoshopped out. But like with the with the 1950s pictures and 60s, 70s, like very early Playboy pictures in particular, they're very soft and women are very squidgy and like you know they're still healthy but they've got a bit of meat on them and and they've, they've got big boobs like I've got and, and I don't really find that many models that look like me anyway so it's just quite it's quite nice to see it do you think that we've kind of like because obviously photoshopping was near impossible back then do you think that we will ever kind of like it's kind of weird because now especially with sensuality and stuff like sexuality in particular in the body positivity movement there is obviously that recognition for like unphotoshopped kind of showing these parts of yourself, whether it's stretch marks, cellulite, scars, whatever. Do you think that will ever be like a mainstream thing again? Well, I think social media is kind of changing that because I think, you know, all of us girls here would have grown up with size zero and that pressure to look a certain way and to be very thin and all that kind of thing. So I do think it's so starting to come back. And I do think that social media has really changed that you know like a lot of the gen z generation they tend to post really unflattering pictures of themselves deliberately and i find that really interesting because we were always taught with the internet to always put your your best image out there you know whether it's like linkedin or if it's um i don't know on social media you always want to put your best self forward but like what i find really interesting is that you've got this new generation of kids coming up who are like oh it's funny to have a finster like a fake insta account and it's cool to just be yourself so i do think that that's kind of having an impact on the way that women are shooting themselves as well as body positivity as well i think that that's um, had a massive impact on the way that women view themselves but i do also know that with body positivity when people see women like me representing myself they get a bit funny with the whole body positive thing because it is a movement really that that's being reclaimed by bigger women. But what I think so wonderful about pinups is that you can be curvy and have these lovely bodies and showcase all these flaws that, you know, society says is really ugly nowadays. So yeah, I went on a bit of a rant there, a bit of a ramble, but I hope that made sense. Yeah, not no, at it's all. great. Definitely. And there's obviously kind of like a defined aesthetic of pinups that has definitely become really really prevalent now vintage imagery is definitely making a comeback or that sounds really like trite to say it that way but there's a lot of people that are like are looking back to previous decades and are inspired by it for their content or their work or their lives why do you think that is well I'm really inspired by it like I I love looking at those pictures and again I do think one of the main reasons is because these bodies look like a lot of women's bodies nowadays it's going to say majority of bodies obviously that's not true um they they look like most bodies nowadays and I think that you can see yourself in them and these women were happy and we live in a time as well where women are really happy you know we've still got tons of societal pressures um we've still got people telling us that we have to look a certain way or or be a certain way and I think that these pictures are quite cheeky they're quite fun they're quite playful and I do think that during, like, especially times of hardship, people do look at at times of the past to kind of make themselves feel better. Apparently, like, that is a thing. So apparently, you know, if you are feeling down, like, a lot of people go get really into colouring books and sewing and, like, cross-stitch and stuff like that because it 
it calms them down so maybe that's the element of it I'm not really sure I don't know what you think (laughs) yeah definitely I do think there's like that thing of like looking back and it is kind of wistful and like a fantasy to us now because obviously we never lived through it did we so it's like there's a performativity element of it as well where it's like slightly romanticized which I don't think is a bad thing obviously in terms of politics and social progression they weren't the most forward thinking of times but I do think the aesthetic is very lovely <laughs> and I think I I always think what is like so great about nostalgia I can't remember if I said it on a podcast recently or if I literally just thought it in my head that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> how messed my brain is now but uh, what I love about like nostalgic imagery is that now us as like people that are living now can take inspiration from it but move it forward in that way that is like the politics of 2020 or the standards of 2020 or what we mm. want to put into the world I think that's definitely a huge appeal of this type of thing for me anyway yeah 100% I mean look obviously you know those images from the 50s 60s whatever are not perfect and there's hardly any women of colour represented there so I'm, I'm not you know saying that it was perfect but again like you were saying I do think that people now take inspiration from those pictures and are kind of incorporating it now with with modern imagery and certainly like with Squish my skincare brand that's what I try to do we have tons of you know women of color who we're using and you know they're all kind of very sexy and they've got their boobs out and you know playful and things like that so I I do think that you can take inspiration from these images and, and run with it in modern times but there's still you know everything's got problems hasn't it when you look at in in, in a historical context I suppose yeah totally yeah and it's also just like acknowledging that yeah the conversation wasn't where it is today then but also like we had to get to here so we had to like something had to happen and maybe these images are like part of that process which is good and I also think that like thinking about it because I've not really thought about it loads but thinking about like why we take so much pleasure in like nostalgia is that you can look back at something and it maybe just feels a bit simpler Mm. and I kind of that's like for me what I'm thinking now about these images is that like there's such simplicity to the fact that there is no photoshop in them Mm. like they haven't maybe they haven't had the resources to like do a big casting call or I don't know you know what I mean it just feels like everything's a bit more real and I imagine like on the set loads of stuff that was on it was just kind of like grabbed from people's houses or I don't know if I'm getting like too nostalgic (laughs) definitely. (laughs) and so because like This obsession is kind of like something that you're nostalgic about from the past, but is obviously like incorporated in your work, having your image taken or like putting images out into the world, especially with the brand. How, like, I don't want to ask like a really cheesy question of like, how has it influenced you? But like, how does it help you with what you do? Because like even Squish, like just the imagery of it is so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. how like... Yeah, how does it help you in that way? Well, I mean, you know, just from a personal level, it just makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like, oh, my body actually isn't awful. And again, I think there's this really common misconception that if you're a size 10, 12, whatever, like the the kind of in-between sizes, that you've got nothing to worry about because your body fits into the ideal and that you're going to be absolutely fine. And to a degree, as like a white woman who's obviously like a model and who doesn't really have much to complain about, I completely agree. But I do think that women of all sizes face massive pressures to look a certain way and stuff like that. So these images are quite comforting. And I I think that, you know, showcasing things like cellulite is not a bad thing. So again, taking inspiration from the 50s pictures, I try and use that in Squish. 
Um, in my personal pictures on my account, I'm massively influenced by the 50s, constantly post pinup pictures, which sometimes get a bit of abuse because sometimes people, you know, find them a bit um, misogynistic and that kind of thing. I disagree. I think they're actually quite feminine and the way that they're shot is quite, um, how would I describe it? Quite soft and, and stuff like that. But yeah, like it, I, I guess my biggest point is that it's just it's comforting and I think that's what we need especially during times like this where everything's so stressful and also you know I love women who embrace their sexuality mm-hmm. I love pictures like that I don't think that you can say that these women were forced into taking these pictures because they weren't you know I think even page three and glam modeling and stuff like that which I love um, I think that it helped a lot of, of women especially working class women and women that I know you know it really helped them break out of their roots and gave them lots of advantages and sometimes I feel like other women can be quite negative towards these sorts of images does that make sense yeah I think it's still like we're just not really at a point in the conversation where we can talk about nudity in particular without it being really complicated like definitely agree with what all you're saying but it just feels like yeah in terms of people maybe saying that those images are misogynistic it's like just people see things through so many different gazes right and it's like hard to bring people round to something that we have been taught is like bad and that we should be ashamed of and that you know should be like a dirty little secret or kept under the bed and you're putting it on Instagram which is obviously such an opposite action to that but I think it's ultimately obviously a really good thing as well and yeah I agree with everything you're saying for sure. No I just I get really like defensive about this because Whenever I post like a a nude picture of myself or one of these, you know, 50s pictures, you always get people complaining and saying how misogynistic they are and how disrespectful they are to women. And usually it's women who say this, these comments, you know, they're they're pornographic and things like that. I I just completely disagree. And I think that, you know, women embracing their their bodies and their sexuality is one of the only ways that we're going to really progress as a society anyway. I think that when women reclaim their bodies... And they put themselves out there and they they tell men how they want to look and they embrace their bodies and stuff like that. I think that's a really, really positive thing. So I get really annoyed and people get really funny about it. And, you know, when when I post new pictures, I've been in in plenty of situations in the past where I've been forced into it. Certainly when when I began modeling as well, you know, there were tons of pressures there and, and men, you know, forcing me into things and shooting things I didn't want to do. But there's also times where I really embrace that now, where I feel really confident in doing that. So I don't, I just don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I'm really interested in speaking to you about the, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Emily Wachowski piece that yeah. came out in the cut yesterday. Yeah. Just because it seems like so relevant to everything we're talking about right now. I think that was so interesting just in response to, not in response, but like, on the note of everything we're talking about about yeah it's like so often if you're a model especially but also just a woman like your image is completely not in your control and Mm. I don't really know what my question is about this but I suppose like what were your thoughts about it and how and it's definitely a thing that like yeah with these pin-up things and the way that you kind of present yourself and your career and everything you've done it's obviously just so important that we allow women these spaces to express themselves in whichever way they want and then it's odd because as soon as like you're taking control of that for example Charlie mm-hmm. you're getting hate for it but it's because we're so used to seeing things through a patriarchal lens yeah absolutely I think it's very you know judgmental for people to instantly assume that 
you're shooting something for the male gaze. And actually, I'm writing a piece at the moment for Vogue about whether or not you can be a feminist and embrace your sexuality. And then this article's obviously come out by Emrata, which is brilliant. And again, you know, I've met Emily in New York before, and she is absolutely stunning, like absolutely beautiful. And it'd be very easy for people to look at her and go, oh, she's had it really easy. You know, she's been in the Robin Thicke video. She's so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. Like, what what she possibly got to complain about? But what the article that she wrote was about was basically saying that it's fine when men project her in a certain way, but when she does it, it's not. And also, you know, the amount of times where she's been forced into doing things. Emily discusses that she was sexually assaulted, which is awful. And again, there's been many times in in my modelling career where I've been put in so many uncomfortable situations which I'll talk about another time what you were saying too about how yeah it's like we look at these women on Instagram or in the world and we think we basically have a problem when they take ownership of their own image like I definitely found it really shocking in her essay as well how she kind of has already spoken out about what happened to her but no one took her seriously because it was like you're a beautiful model why are you complaining you do this every day so it's kind of that thing of like yeah that we're not allowed to complain if we're doing something ourselves but it's like two totally different things yeah yeah so I remember one time when I was in New York I was on set and the guy who's a friend a French photographer it was for a cover of a magazine and the guy was a bit just a really creepy and was just like you know kept saying to me, would you mind going topless? And I said, no. And then I went and got changed. And, and then he made the stylist come over to me and, and ask me if I wanted to go topless. Again, I said, no. Like, I've said no already. Don't want to keep repeating myself. And then he turned around to me and was like, well, you know, you post it all the time on the internet. So why are you not going to do it? And again, it's like this idea that, you know, the minute you put yourself out there as a woman and the minute you you want to be naked, suddenly people think that you're accessible and that you can do it at the click of a finger, which again is really wrong, I think. And and I think that's a message as well, you know, like just because you're naked or just because you're nude or just because you're a porn star, whatever the hell it is that you're doing, you don't deserve to be sexually assaulted or treated in a certain way. And this guy was complete and utter freak, basically just followed me around the whole time. And then at the very end of the day, when the shoot was over, he just hung around, was like, just watching me get changed the whole time. Every time I, I tried turning my back, he was just looking at my boobs. And it was it was really super uncomfortable. And luckily, we're getting to a point now, obviously, where people are talking more and more about this. But it's really tricky because, you know, we're, we're still in this really awkward stage where women are trying to show, like, you know, because I think Emrata is so great, really, with her nudity and the way that she flaunts herself. We're at one stage where we're telling women to do it and that is feminist and great and then we still get people saying or or men in particular thinking that they own us in some way or that they have some ownership of us so it's like it's a really really tricky time to be in but I do think now like with me too that was that was a really positive movement I think the agents now are becoming a lot more aware um, because you know for for many years I just assumed that was just part of the job you know weird casting Mm -hmm. are part of the job laugh it off you know oh he was a bit strange and then actually now it's like no I do deserve to do my job and and you know choose whether or not I want to be nude or not and not have that pressure of of a man thinking he can touch me or shoot me however he wants and stuff like that yeah totally and it kind of just like to bring it back to your obsession a bit it's about autonomy isn't it so it's like you celebrating these pinups that's like an autonomous decision you doing what you want to do is an autonomous decision where 
crosses over into misogyny would then would then be if it was a non-autonomous like coercive decision which is obviously the complete opposite of everything you're celebrating if that makes sense yeah definitely what I would say is that you know we we kind of shun women like the minute someone let's just say a page three model wants to get their boobs out for for the sun or whatever the hell it is for me that's like their prerogative like they can do that if they want but then if they do want male attention is is that such a bad thing you know is being nude and is wanting to be admired by men is that really a, a really bad thing and I think there's there's obviously so many different sections to feminism anyway and that's what I find really fascinating about so you know we have eco-feminism black feminism lesbian feminism god I mean every single type of feminism that you can imagine but there's just such a divide when it comes to female sexuality because we you know I mean people could argue for days and days and days about whether or not being nude or or looking for the attention of men is feminist at all but I think that it's incredibly actually anti-feminist and very misogynistic for other women to tell other women what they can and can't do with their bodies Um, and just you know like in some ways you wouldn't tell a woman with a burqa or or a hijab to take it off or um, because that that's insulting to men why should we tell other women that by getting nude or for trying to to flaunt their sexuality that that's also a bad thing I think people are very 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 judgmental and that's something that we've really got to got to try and let go of you know it's just like let people live their bloody lives it drives me insane (laughs) you know as I was saying I just think it's so anti-feminist to say to other women that you can't want male attention plus it's like it's that but it's also it's just dishonest as well. Yeah, like we yeah. have to kind of, it's not admit because an admission implies guilt, but we have to be honest about our desires and like the attention. I always say on this podcast, like wanting attention is not negative in and of itself. Like whether that is sexual attention mm. or like attention from your friends or like attention in your career. These are all very natural emotions, but they're things that we are still deeply ashamed of and like do not like to talk about in any way. Like we're still shaming girls for wanting to post selfies like whether they are sexual or not we're still shaming people for yeah just wanting to be seen and to see themselves which is very odd in my opinion Mm, absolutely and then it's this idea as well you know that we that we're trying to encourage women to take up the room now and to have a stance and to, to take a stand but we don't want them to have too much of an opinion because that would be way too much we don't want them to be too out there or like to to project themselves too much because again you know that's that's the wrong kind of attention and I just completely disagree with that and I think there are so many different like wonderful areas of being a woman and wonderful things that make us feminine and I think it's great that I can be a businesswoman and I can you know talk to men on the phone and and get business deals and I think it's also great that I can use my sexuality and my femininity and my looks if I'm being completely honest to also get what I want and I don't think we should shun women for doing that I also think it's a thing of like implying that the image of woman will always come back to like men making money or men getting what they want Mm. and I think there's like Mm. a huge misgap in the conversation that like on the one hand men have like taken advantage of that in the past oh no definitely still take advantage of it now but like we need to talk about how Women can reclaim that. Women can take advantage of it in in a good way. Like it's not that because men have benefited from one thing ever that they will always own it and it'll always be in their interest. Like there's a reason people want to see images of women 
anyway and yeah. we can use that and carry on going with it and have fun with it basically yeah I think the main thing that we have to teach young men especially is respect and women as well you know just talking to them about boundaries and and saying no but respect and um consent respect and consent I think should be taught from a really really young age in schools for both sexes and I think that that lies at the crux of it sex is is that such a, a like sex is just at the crux of, of who we are as people really yeah, yeah 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 well I just think it's so I think one thing totally what you've highlighted Charlie is that like you are someone who works in an industry of images of women and I think the most important thing is that people who are on the receiving like I suppose we all are to an extent if we're like putting our images online or whatever but especially that like there needs to be a conversation around it and I suppose trying to bring like to bring it back to your obsession does that influence how you feel about that process of like seeing your image talking about your image like having your image like put out there or putting images out there as well you know look I think what we have to teach again like I was saying is respect is consent you know it's absolutely if if you want to send a nude that's absolutely fine if you want to post a naked picture that's absolutely fine what's not fine is someone monetizing off of it without your permission? Is someone posting it on the internet or putting it in a magazine or a book like Emrata had, for example, without your permission? And it's just about allowing women to reclaim the sexuality that men have had control of for so long. But when it comes to pinups, especially, I think it's so important that we remember that these women were in control. And actually, while, you know, in the 50s and 60s, women had a really shit time. And I'm not saying that we have it great now because we still don't. But women had a really shit time back then. But it definitely helped a lot of women break out of circumstances that they would have, like, you know, not otherwise had. And I I don't think we should shun women from using their beauty in order to get ahead. I think it's really old fashioned to assume that every woman in this world should should work in business or be a doctor or be a lawyer whatever the hell it is because there are so many different avenues that women women can go and you know again the the like the, these love island stars for example or i keep going back to it but page three models or porn stars or whatever the hell it is it's like just let these women live their lives and as far as i'm concerned if a woman's making money she can do it in whatever way she can as long as she's not hurting anyone in the process so can we all just back off? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, thank you so much, Charlie. That was amazing. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. It was really, really great conversation. I think it's like definitely... I feel like that um, Rata piece is definitely not open to kind of worms, but like made people have a different perspective on how we think about these things in a way. Like, obviously, we all know that modelling can be a really shitty thing, but sometimes that isn't as deeply interrogated as it should be. Yeah. Or it's just really easy to take one line and then not consider the nuances in something, right? Yeah, and I think it's really great hearing from Charlie and also just like, there's so much to talk about, but it is important to recognise that situations are like really, really nuanced and really can get glazed over. Mm-hmm. So like, I just think Charlie is, is amazing for speaking about it. She's so good. Yeah, definitely. So if you don't already, definitely follow Charlie and Squish and hopefully oh, yeah, we'll Squish forever as well. be working with her a lot more in the future. So there we are, another episode already done. But Lucky you, this is not the only episode we'll be putting out this week, as we've already mentioned. Yeah, and thank you so much, Ione, from the bottom of my heart. Why? I just love it. I love working with you. (laughs) I love the edits because we have the conversation, then I listen again and again, and then I tell my mates again and again. So I have this conversation (laughs) four times, then the episode comes out and someone goes, hey, I listen to the podcast, and I'm like, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Here's everything. Yeah. So, yeah, blah, 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 like, blah, blah, in the pub. Like, so has anyone ever said you're too much because? <laughs> <laughs> We'd definitely love to hear what you think. So leave us a review and then we'll read them out. But also head over to our Instagram because we'll kind of be doing like little polls and asking questions all week. And we do that every week about every single thing we do on the podcast. So definitely go and do that. But thank you again to Olivia and thank you to Charlie for joining us. And thank you to Gina and Carlin. Gina and Carlin and Clarissa and Naya and Gina Tonic and Izzy. Thank you so much. Thursday we've got the skin you're in and then next Monday we'll be back with the sleep. It's going to be a great one. See you later. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.